today on the Workers for Joy podcast. And this is just one practical little example of the infusion of life that comes from God's presence. At Workers for Joy, we believe the gifts of the Spirit destroy the works of the devil. We believe the fruit of the Spirit destroys the work of the devil. The person of the Holy Spirit is manifesting power in whatever he does to impact people for joy and really change things. Welcome to the Workers for Joy podcast. Talks and Presence is designed to give you a blueprint for ways to connect with the Holy Spirit in your day-to-day life. Join us as we fellowship over the person of Jesus in whose presence is fullness of joy. Hi guys, welcome to Talks and Presence. I'm your host, John Dresser, and today we will be talking about the presence of God. Why is it so important? What is my heart for doing an entire podcast called Talks and Presence? Well, the simple answer is this. At Workers for Joy, we believe that nothing good happens that doesn't first come from our Heavenly Father. In fact, James 1 says it this way, that nothing ever changes in God. There's no shadow of turning in Him. And every good and perfect gift comes out of his presence. So when it comes to living life, being on mission, doing a ministry, anything we need to do, uh, we need him for anything good to happen. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Jesus says the same thing in John chapter 15. He says he's the vine, we're the branches. We have to abide in him and apart from him we can do nothing. So what this means is that everything good, our life source itself, comes from staying connected to the presence of God. So this is not some trivial teaching. It's not a side topic in our faith. It's not just a trend or something that's even a denominational preference. I believe understanding the presence of God, how to experience it, how to connect with the Holy Spirit is the central teaching of Christianity. It's the heart of the gospel. It's the story of the biblical narrative that God wants to dwell with man, with us, with you and me. I mean, what a beautiful thing that God writes a love story with his presence at the center and you and me are the recipients. We're the ones who get to fall in love with him. He sets us in a garden. It's a place of perfection. And even though we fall, we make our mistakes. We did leave him. We were unfaithful. He sends himself back through his son into our situation, into our mess to redeem us. Of course, he's prophesied to give us hope that he's even building a new heavens and a new earth because he's building our new future together. He's completely redeeming us back to his original intention, God with man. So again, this is the central feature of the biblical narrative. It's his presence with us. So this is what our ministry is built on. This is what Workers for Joy pursues. It's what I pursue personally in my daily life, just to stay connected to God. The Apostle Paul said it this way in the book of Galatians. He said he just wanted to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. The inference there is that God is moving. And in order to be in relationship with him, we have to move with him. Uh, Real quick, I want to share with you a verse out of Ephesians 1. It's actually the blueprint for our ministry. And as we move forward in talking about 
how do we actually stay connected to God? We really want to explore what the heart of the Father is, which Jesus said, for example, in John chapter 4, the Father is actually seeking worshipers who will worship him in the Spirit. Of course, he says, in spirit and in truth. So it's not just an intellectual thing. It's in the Spirit. There's a spiritual connection that connects us to the Father, that are, that fuels our worship to him. But it's also in truth. You can't just make it up. You can't uh, be goofy about it just for the sake of being goofy. So this is a real reality in the spirit we're touching. The spirit is like another dimension. It's not the physical realm that we can see with our eyes. That's what it means to walk by faith, not by sight. So God is spirit. We must worship him, stay connected with him in the spirit. But let's go back to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, starting in verse 16 through about verse 20. This is the Apostle Paul praying for the church. It's a church he planted, uh, presumably had a good foundation, good doctrine. But listen to the thing that Paul was asking for. He said, I do not cease to give thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened so that you would know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his strength, of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. So there's a couple things in these verses we hear Paul is praying for the church. He's thanking God for them. He's remembering them often. But what is he asking? He's asking God to give them presence. He's asking God to give them a spirit, God's spirit. But specifically, what comes out of God's presence? Paul highlights a couple things. In fact, if you haven't seen the graphic that's attached to this podcast, just picture a cross, and at the top we've written the presence of God. <clears throat> We teach in all of our classes that out of God's presence comes revelation and power because anything that God does involves revelation and power. Think of Moses leading Israel out of slavery in Egypt. Think of King David in his life, all the prophecies that he experienced personally, um, the guidance that God gave to his stone and sling that day where he slayed Goliath the spirit of power that came on him to have courage to face this a demon of fear that was over God's people, intimidating them. Of course, Jesus himself always demonstrated these two things. He demonstrated uh, revelation, speaking out of God's wisdom. Often he would speak God's words of knowledge. For example, when he called Nathaniel, he had a prophetic word about where Nathaniel was. He said, I've seen you sitting under a tree earlier in the day. Here's an Israelite in whom there's nothing false. So the point is this. Out of God's presence comes revelation and power. And you can hear this in Paul's language in Ephesians 1. He says that I'm praying that God will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's God speaking and communicating. The point of this revelation is that it gives you power to really know and Paul says, what is the hope to which God has called you to? He compares this to, he uses um, descriptors like immeasurable greatness. 
He says, it's the glorious inheritance of the saints to have the presence of God with them. And this immeasurable greatness of power that's being expressed towards us and in us and through our lives, he says, is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah, the gospel is the power of God. So the methodology, if you will, of the Father, of Jesus, is that they would impart themselves. They didn't just set up a religion, they set up relationship. And that relationship produces connection, and that connection with God produces revelation and power and changes us and transforms the world around us. So let me tell you a quick story. Some uh, I was at a worship night recently. I was in a different town visiting a friend. <clears throat> I actually brought a couple friends with me. And in one sense, this story is commonplace. It, uh, stuff like this, I believe, is happening all the time in the body of Christ. But it also illustrates why God's presence is so vital and so meaningful for our lives. So as worship began, it was immediately evident that this room was full of people who were hungry for God. They, People were lifting their hands, they were singing, they were engaged. No one had to coax them into um, worship happening. And you know, the beautiful thing is that uh, David said in Psalms that God's presence or God is enthroned on the praises of his people. God's presence basically comes when he's lifted up. James says it this way, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And I believe we began to experience that this night, that an awareness of God in our spirits collectively was growing. And we were singing, not just out of a form, not because it was the right thing to do, but people were being moved. I was being moved to lift up Jesus, to worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, after we had spent some time singing and um there was a time for some ministry and, and the friend that I was going to visit came over. He was talking with me and all of a sudden he turns to my two friends that I had, I had come with and, and says, are you guys missionaries? Well, he doesn't know anything about these two, but they're a couple that's been on and off the mission field for the last several years. And for the time being, they felt God has called them to stay at home and invest in the things that God is doing here go through some more, um, almost like training or refining, spiritually speaking, God had to want to build in them for the next season. Well, my, my friend starts to prophesy over them that he sees them as missionaries, that God is taking them through a season of refining. He uses, uh, he gets this image of God, just like sharpening an arrow that wants to deliver them on a specific trajectory and really hit the mark. And he doesn't know anything about what's going on in their lives, but this is exactly the season it feels like God has called them into. And just that morning, even the pastor in their church they had gone to hear was talking about God delivering an arrow to its mark. And for them, this whole word, in one sense, was simple. And from an outside perspective, you could say there was some general pieces to it, but it was so specific to them that it really touched their heart. And this is an example um, of how out of God's presence came revelation and came power. It, it impacted them. It brought direction. It, it brought light to their scenario. Faith comes by hearing, the Bible says, and in faith was stirred in us. We, we were drawn to worship Jesus in a new way 
because of this moment. Hebrews uh, chapter 8, verse 10 says, In the new covenant, God is going to put his laws into our minds and write them on our hearts. And that very thing happened that night. God's instruction to them to be patient, to embrace his process before going back to the mission field was written right on their hearts, right into their minds. And this is just one practical little example of the infusion of life that comes from God's presence. At Workers for Joy, we believe the gifts of the Spirit destroy the works of the devil. We believe the fruit of the Spirit destroys the work of the devil. The person of the Holy Spirit is manifesting power in whatever he does to impact people for joy and really change things. So finally, if we're functioning as people under the influence of God's presence and we're receiving revelation, we're receiving impartations of power, what is the only right response to that? Well, we hinted at this earlier. We should obey, right? It's not just concepts. It's not just thinking up ideas about what we think God would want us to do, but it's actually staying connected to a person, listening to his personal voice in that moment. And out of that, we start to actually form real biblical identity, real biblical character, because we're not looking to ourselves for the source of our morality, for our character development, for our personal growth. So the results of listening to the Holy Spirit and character being formed is that we begin to express God's purpose in the world. You know, God is on mission and out of his presence comes revelation and power. And he is the thing. He is the one who's impacting us in the world. Without him, there's nothing. So today, as we wrap up, um, we want to just give you a blueprint to step into more experiences like this. And the first step is why we're even teaching is to create hunger. In fact, Jesus says in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? Because they're going to be filled. God's going to bring them into an experience that satisfies the hunger they had. So you know it's right to hunger. It's right to desire. And it's right to desire something that God says he wants to do, something he says he wants to give. And you know, one thing he said he wants to give us is his spirit. He said he wanted to pour it out on all flesh. So let's just take a moment right now and let's not let our faith be just an intellectual exercise. Let's let it be a relational one. You know, we don't ever want to hear sermons or podcasts or teachings without letting what God's word says happen. In this case, we read from Ephesians 1. Uh, We read that our spirit should actually become enlightened. The eyes of our heart become open to what God thinks. So let's let the Holy Spirit do that right now. What is God teaching you? What is God saying through this podcast? So now it's time for application. Each podcast is geared towards giving you practical steps to walking out the information you just heard. By God's grace, we are moving from teaching into equipping. So now I'm going to give you two things to put this into practice, to cultivate this in your life. One we can do right now together, 
and one you will look for in this coming week. We do this because obedience is the proof we value what we've heard from God. We value what the Lord is speaking to us, and we're just practicing his presence. So the first thing is this. Let's just take a minute together right now. You can even put this podcast on pause and just ask the Lord to show you, to make you aware of one thing he did for you this week. And I encourage you, don't judge the thought or analyze it too quickly, whatever comes to your mind. The Holy Spirit, according to John 14, verse 26, will bring things to our remembrance. It's one of the things, one of the ways he communicates with us. So maybe he reminds you of something that went well, something you can be thankful for. Maybe it was a situation that got resolved and you were just concerned about it and you haven't thought about it since then. Whatever the case, you're looking for where the love of God was manifest in your life this week. Because you know what? It's true. He did love you this week. He was at work around you. And one of the things we're practicing is thankfulness that invites true spiritual perception. We're practicing his presence. The second thing is this. Let's just agree. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us this week. And let's look for one time in the coming week where the Holy Spirit reminds us or draws us back to himself to practice his presence. Let's believe he is going to continue this conversation. He is going to help us put into practice his truth and implement the things we've heard. So let's expect one time, then there may be several, where the Holy Spirit just draws us to himself. He draws us to practice his presence. And maybe all of a sudden we just realize, wow, we're stressed out right now. We're in a moment where there's pressure. And the Holy Spirit just begins to show us just gently, but he makes us aware that we're practicing life outside of his presence because we don't have this peace that he promised would pass our understanding. And if in that moment we just submit ourselves back to the Father, we begin to talk to him in prayer, we cast our cares on him, we just believe that as you put this into practice as you practice relationship the fruit of the spirit is going to come back to us it's going to fill our hearts and minds and like philippians 4 says the peace of god will transcend our heart and mind and keep us in christ not in a spirit of worry so in this way we're just going to be showing him that we're hungry to know him we're hungry to know him above what we feel what we see this is practicing walking by faith so as we close, let's just pray together. Jesus, we thank you that your presence is light. You're the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You are the power given to us to live life well. Jesus, we confess you're the one thing our heart hungers for. And Jesus, I ask that you would bless these hungry listeners with awareness of you this week. I ask that you would bless them with new experiences of you and your presence communicate to them that you are with them and for them. You are leading them in life. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for Talks and Presence. We bless you with faith as you give yourself permission to pursue Jesus this week. He truly is our source of joy. We will see you next time for Talks and Presence.